he did this to be able to bring in sinners? No, I'm saying God is in charge and he's working all things to hey, his glory according to his That's word. another way of saying 4D chest. Yes. People, chest. 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 Wow. Four, <laughs> wow. That's like an uh, combined call. I think that's 4D. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Bros, Bibles, and Beer. This is the BBB Pod. This is episode Fahrenheit 151. Hey, Zach, how's it going? Hail Satan. <laughs> Andy? Plenty is good. Scott? Oh, baby, what's next? <laughs> Fantastic. Jeff? Uh, Jesus is good this week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> I think it's barely coming in there. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little couple of laugh. <laughs> oh, man. Guys, was there anything behind what you guys... Uh, I forgot what I was going to say, and then oh. I just defaulted to the delicious Pliny the Elder that you brought over, Jeff, which yes. is... We should... Cheers. Yeah. Yes, let's cheers. do that. Oh, I'm going to have to move. Come on, Scotty. Air cheers. Uh, oh, no, wow. do the real thing. Yeah. Really cheers it. Mm. Drink it up. Pliny the Elder from Russian River? Yes. Mm. You know, I do say this beer is overrated only because... Let me finish, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff came <laughs> Only because uh, around here, Southern California, it's it's they restrict the supply of it intentionally. Russian River Brewing Company does. Oh, scarcity. They yeah. have. It's... it's uh, Intentional scarcity drives up demand, causes and beer so inflation. And so you had bars, when they would get a keg in, they would sell tickets for the opportunity That's to right. enter the establishment and buy the beer. So the tickets didn't get you a beer. They just got you in the place. So that made me resent it. And then occasionally it would come in and they get gobbled up. But it is a good beer. It's a great double IPA. I don't know if we've had too many people move out of our area, you know, friends of ours, that would go and ransack Whole Foods and grab all the Pliny's because there was a whole 12 pack lined up inside the case. Oh, what? And I just grabbed two and I'm like, and the actual, actual little white sign underneath the beer, you know, that has the maximum that you can buy said minimum one case minimum per customer. I'm like, wait, bottle or case? All right. What? Because I, I do believe, well, uh, corrections and retractions to what I just said is fairly recently they have increased the they're, brewing they're, production yeah. on that particular beer because they realize there are so many good beers. Uh, maybe we'll get to some later. Beachwood. Uh, Beachwood's a local favorite around here. Beachwood Brewing. So many good beers. The markets are just flooded with them yeah. that I think the game of restricting was uh, starting to get old. Yeah, Pliny's so good because it almost it like starts hinting towards it's going to be really bitter, and then and then somehow it just curves right at the last minute, like yeah. a, like a Clayton Kershaw pulls the brakes slider. It's like your your palate is like puckering up, and you're ready to get punched in the palate face. Yep, the face palate, and uh, you know, then the punch never comes. So Jeff, thank you for bringing absolutely the goods tonight. You were not messing around. Thank I, you for putting yeah. the beer. In bros, Bibles, and beer. My, my, that's right. My objective tonight was to buy the beer and then drink a non-alcoholic Lacroix. And why would you do that? I, t- I totally failed. What happened? Why would you even think about doing that? Well, I wanted to be generous and bring the beer. You are a generous lover. And, 
and, and uh, that's actually, what Tanya says. She tells after. Me. Wow. After I got the beech wood. We're on a separate text thread with your wife. Perhaps. Yeah. It's after, specifically about okay. your love. After I got emotional. Geez. Emotional love. Gross. You gross. Thought, okay. Oh. We're going to edit this out. Just emotional. <laughs> after I got the four pack of beech wood, I'm like, okay, uh, I should get a drink for myself now. And I went over to the non-alcoholic and grabbed the LaCroix. And, and the guy looked at me like, um, you know what you're doing? You know what you got? You yeah. know what this is? You know the thing. Do you? <laughs> Do I need to check we your ID? We said no ID? politics, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. What, what's his sorry. name? Sorry, uh, reviewer from last week. Sam, Sam Kendall. Sam Kendall. Yeah, we won't get into it. Uh, anyway, bought the beer. I I failed, but it, the Pliny's good. It's you, always good. You were sucked in. It's a good in. fail. You, yeah. Totally if, sucked in. If you're going to... I sucked myself in. <laughs> if you were gonna, If you're going to blow any sort of diet or break that you wanted to take, well... That's the right. That's the right beard to yep. do it with. I, I didn't blow it then. All right. <laughs> I said uh, as I'm pulling up to the the studio here, I'm thinking, what am I gonna say after Jeff calls my name, and hail Satan popped in my head, uh, which I don't know. Maybe that's I should see a therapist or something. Why that would stream of consciousness into my head? Yeah, well, it's because you're driving behind me, right? <laughs> yeah, and you had your arm out at a 45 degree angle. I don't know what all that was about. It's a bad visual. It's a fake arm. I don't. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, it's but like I, those, uh, like those Laker flags <laughs> that you could like post in your window during the championship runs. They just drive around with them. Zach carries around mannequins. Yeah, yeah. he's got a fake arm. Well, I think it pops in my head where I was thinking of how I would justify if I offended Scott for that. Scott gets less and less easily offended as the years go go on. I think it's coming with wisdom, potentially, or, or apathy, sick or, of your or yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick of arguing with you. But oh, the difference between it. what somebody says and what they actually mean is like a real difference. Like I could say, hail Satan. Not, and it's, it's meaningless, one, because right. maybe Satan doesn't exist, uh, or two, maybe he exists, or she, they exist in a different way than we assume, like less personified and more sp- spiritual truth. Um, but either way... It, Saying hail Satan doesn't is meaningless if um, there's no action or force behind it. So what do you there's mean no by it? There's no fruit behind it. And I, I thought of that because something we're not going to talk about, but an article I did share with you guys about a, a big pastor that got COVID and experienced treatment for two weeks. A very famous old pastor. Old man with a huge head. He's got a huge <laughs> head. <Wow>. Um <laughs> And uh, <laughs> literally, but, not just figuratively. But he said we have the vaccine, and it's Jesus, which brings up a lot of theological implications that we may or may not need to get into. I definitely don't want to get political. Um, but he's he went to treatment while saying the vaccine is Jesus, and there's a little disconnect there. Like, do what I say, not what I do. Maybe that's not fair, but there is a slight disconnect of he says the words, Jesus is all we need, but he's ex- going to treatment. So what you say can be undercut by, wh- by what you actually do. So hmm. That's why I thought of totally. Hail Satan, or that's how I'm justifying See, Hail Satan. wants yeah. you to believe that he's hailing Satan when in reality, he's not. Right. It's right. misdirection. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that pastor. Also, they 
people turn on the podcast, maybe usually they get five minutes in, they're like, I don't even know what they're going to talk about. But you get that nugget of Hail Satan. Wait a second. Oh, yeah. How is he going to justify this? So, Scott, do you think he should have bit his tongue? Uh, well, I don't know. I guess saying things that don't mean anything. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> well done. All right. Well, touche. Well, anything else right up top? Can I can I play the thing? Let's do it. What's the thing? Okay. <laughs> Thank you, dog barking. Uh, we do have some feedback, and it is from MB Beach Life. Uh, man, my Apple. What whatever, venue did this gets, feedback come in on? What's that? What what uh, avenue did the feedback arrive to us A- on Apple Podcasts? I think that's the, is that the only place you can leave reviews. As far as I know, I think maybe a couple different places will let you. Besides that, but they all get their stuff. Well, okay. I think, and I'm assuming yeah. if I was on my desktop, I'd be able to see the whole title. It says "Entertaining and Thought Provo." Provo. I assume it meant Provo, Utah. Well, that's how the definitely. kids the kids do it. You know, like Let's have a convo about Provo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Entertaining and thought-provoking. I'm Scott's you know. glasses are adorbs. Oh, thanks. <laughs> anyway, this is a five five star review. Uh, each of the four hosts of the podcast offer a unique take on current events from their own religious perspective. You're in one of them, Scott. An entertaining and thought-provoking way. It feels like you're her- you're hearing normal people discussing religious topics, managing typical struggles and sharing their lives while enjoying some tasty beverages, there is no sense that there needs to be an, an, to be an unified, to be an unified theology amongst the hosts. To the contrary, there seems to be an acceptance of different outlooks, and the listener is drawn into openness with which they each share. Well, thank you, MB Beach Life. <laughs> wow yeah i pre- appreciate that's the, a very uh, nice that's um, a, although i guess I'm that's not, encouraging i'm not doing uh what i set out to do by disagreeing with particular views but uh okay i'll take it all right <laughs> yeah. i like the combativeness oh thank you and holding back i all right when the reviewer said open he didn't mean open because yeah. words are meaningless. Right, right. He's, so, he's analogizing that. Yeah, obviously. he didn't. He didn't actually mean that. And meaning the opposite of <clears throat> it actually meant nothing. Yeah, it was without meaning. It was void of meaning. Well, right. to me, right, because it could mean <laughs> it could mean everything and or nothing at the same time. Yeah. So you you said I set out to. This is just gonna be a short little just a little. You know, side note here, but you said you <laughs> set out to like, and I use the word combative, but to uh, question or kind of come against uh, Satan, um, as <laughs> Zach has mentioned. Just lean into love, Jeff. Right, but you're holding back. Yes, well, I, I don't. Are you out, holding back? I don't set out to. Okay, but I don't think that I shy away from it. I guess. Okay. Um, and yeah, I I think more recently in the last year and a half uh, i've probably i've held back a lot more i think yeah okay Maybe two years Th- this or so i just 
stream of thought. Last night I watched The King, and it's about it was a, I think it was a Netflix thing on Henry. Have you guys seen this? The King. It's on Netflix. It's about Henry the Fifth. Anyway, it's a you know it's a real movie. It's not a documentary or anything. Was he the guy with the peg leg? <laughs> no, from all uh, the inbreeding. No, <laughs> no. But he was Elvis? known. He was known as a war, he was known as like the kind of the warrior king. Martin Luther and very good at battle, and you know took on France. But at a point within the movie, Gail, his his confidant, is there a Gail King? Because he says we're going against the French, and once we get them, we're going to kill them all. He says you're not that man, LeBron. You know you got to hold back. His confidant says that he yeah. goes out, and they beat the they beat the snot out of France, and uh, and his friend dies. <laughs> it always happens. It was twelve. <laughs> it was twelve nothing. It was a total rout. <laughs> somebody somebody comes up to him and says, "What shall we do with with all of the?" prisoners of war kill them all what prisoners yeah just kill them all and, and and you've been holding back and i think you should just i should just kill them all kill them all like when zach brings up stuff just just go after him just this is where we play the uh, Ooh. play metallica yeah <laughs> kill them all kill them all yeah the, the, yeah it has, and, enter sandman right? we, we lose no, no, they have a song I called think kill we, them all i think their oh. first album yeah you guys, I think we lose. I think we little. I, I mean, we criticize. Then we're like, you know what, God, you know, be careful what you wish for. Like, I, <laughs> I, I need more cowbell. I need more. I need more combative Scott. Well, may the only thing we agree on tonight is how delicious this beer is. That's right. <laughs> what have you moved on to? I'm there? already <laughs> onto the Beechwood Citraholic IPA. Another excellent choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna get one loaded there's a good, up and ready. Yeah, I know Andy is slow on a, going here. Andy our, is on a pace to uh, uh, moving quickly, breaking records. Hey, but that that's a good point though. If uh, and maybe to be a little sarcastic, uh, but you know the whole the whole idea of just you know be real and all that right well if i'm holding back and you're not being very authentic does that Scott? mean i'm not authentic no you're not so okay do you want me to be real or i kind of like no it doesn't real. it doesn't have to mean that like being real doesn't Ooh, have to mean good. that but yeah, yeah just does saying. that translate into um farting on the first date that's right if hey, you girl, hold it i'm in, just being real yeah oh you didn't like yeah. that this is me yeah we need to lie to people actually that that's the lesson I'm learning is lie to yeah. somebody that you want to be with long term. <laughs> right. I mean, what would yeah. Jesus have done? Yeah. He didn't have a girlfriend. No, something I have said <laughs> you couldn't lie. that uh, my wife Lisa has agreed with is that if if people knew if there was like an unfiltered, <laughs> undistilled view of everyone's <laughs> inner thoughts, everyone would hate each other and be running for their lives. Yep. If people knew Oh, there so. is a isn't there a movie over that? Oh, well, no. Well. I don't know, but you sounded like Austin Powers' dad there for a moment. It's like, if people knew just how much <laughs> people knew, well, I am the one. Yes. News. Wait, is Dr. Evil Austin Powers' dad? Wasn't he? <laughs> was he his dad? Mm, no. They're brothers. He was I Seth, think they're brothers. Wasn't he Seth Green's dad? He yeah, was. Seth Green's dad. That's who it was. I don't have that mixed up. Yeah. I don't know. You probably got a hairless yeah. pussy on the mind. Oh, Aust- that's right. They Aust- were all in the Powers same room. Dad is Doctor Evil's dad. Yeah, he's his brother. Uh, the Sean, whatever, or Seth is his brother. No, Seth is a son. 
But Dr. Ewan Austin Powers are brothers. Seth would be his nephew. Oh, brothers. Yeah. This is timely discussion. Yeah. I'm really yeah. glad you brought um, it up, and yeah. it's well, relevant. So I'm going to delete this. To put, a button, <laughs> to put a button on that, it is true. Scott and I have not had a knockdown, drag-out <laughs> theological discussion in quite some time. Yeah. And honestly, I think it's because we switched from... We switched the BBB World Headquarters from closer to my neck of the woods to closer to, to Andy's neck of the woods. Like right up Andy's. And so we finish. <laughs> a noose like, thing. Yeah. It's actually around my neck. Yeah. We finish. And when, when we press stop, Andy's like, all right, GTFO, later, guys. And so Scott and I can't hang around and like <laughs> yell at each other. We've tried. Yeah. But that. <laughs> What's the Did O? That, but didn't that. Uh, that was okay. on podcast before. Oh, yeah. So uh, let's get into it. Um, God <laughs> is in charge or God is in control. Ready, go. <laughs> well, you know, if God is not in control, neither. Recognize I'm making a difference. I'm careful. In, that ties into Jesus mm. being the vaccine. God My vote's neither. <laughs> neither. God is, God is in charge or God is in control. I hate when people both, have both yes and surveys no. like that. Both yes, I agree with Scott, but Whoa. then I would add, either way, he's shitty at both. Control at what? Wow. Control okay. of, wait, wait, control no, folks, of what? Folks, remember, when Zach says this, he might mean the exact opposite of what he just said. You got Just don't get mad at him. You got to look at my fruit. Yeah. You got to go after that fruit. What does my fruit say? <laughs> Take a look at that fruit. <laughs> um, well, maybe maybe each of us, what do you, how are you defining in charge and how would you define in control uh well so in charge i would i would uh closely associate with sovereignty uh, so that his will will be done um and i mean that does include an aspect of him being in charge but he also has either allowed or whether you say allowed or not we have free will so that we can do things individually that go against God's will. Do we? But God has has laid out prophecy and said that things will certain things will happen. Yeah. So some somehow he coordinates those things to happen even though we have free will. So that that would say that he's both in charge and in control to a certain degree, but not in the full sense of those words. I think he just did a pretty good job. Uh, summing up a position that I would have taken and have taken, uh, but it feels like it, there's either way there's a contradiction. I feel like there's a contradiction, and the more you you could just like drill down on that, God ordaining things to happen, but we still have free will are two things that are to put it most generously a paradox, and they might it might be a contradiction, but ultimately. I, as the, the ultimate caveat that hopefully I will never repeat again on this episode is that anytime we're talking about the glorious eternal divine, there's going to be contradictions or blind spots and why, w- why be, well, maybe contradictions isn't the right word. Maybe the blind spots, the an inability to, we're talking about we God, right. so we're automatically right. not talking about the completeness that is whatever God is. Right. And so where you might see caveat a, over a contradiction could simply be a paradox, and we can't fully understand both sides, 
and how they can both exist at the same time. Correct. Right. So when I was thinking of the difference between those two is uh, the comment of God is in control. What made you think about this? uh, Just the ultimate upon ultimate questions that... Uh, yeah, well, I knew if Besides I could just, just trying to get us to fight, throw this jump ball, if could just, if, if, <laughs> just get us into a short segment here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna throw a twenty dollar bill in the middle and watch boy fights happen. Money <laughs> doesn't mean anything, guys. Everyone knows that. <laughs> it's just paper that gets you things. Uh, well, let's talk about the Federal, Federal Reserve now, guys. Okay, go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but control, control is. Uh, God mandating, thank goodness when I left my house today, he made me just a little bit more late so that I avoided that crash. Mm. There was a huge crash in front of me and it could have been me. Um, I, yeah. I think, does that sound like a good description of when someone says God is in control? I, that would that would probably, maybe both. I, I maybe think it's an example. A, let's I, use that as a working. Yeah. yeah. Like that's one example. Or, or one you know, a plane goes down or there's stories of people that were supposed to be on the planes that flew into the towers. We were late, which is increasingly becoming a dated reference. Okay. Our kids. And then the, uh, and then the opposite that you brought up is, well, the other side is the people on the plane died. Oh yeah. That's where that, that thrust me headlong into my deconstruction. Right. Uh, right. But before we jump into your deconstruction. Well, no, we're not going to talk about that. Unless you guys really no, want done. to, but I mean, he's done deconstructing. He's built the building back. We're now talking the about temple not of talking doom about has it. Been risen. <laughs> We've devolved into not talking about not talking about it. So then it's the other side is God is in charge, which is like the Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to pro- prosper you. Blah 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 blah. Which are basically, it's not about the individual. It is about God's long term plan, of which there can be twists and turns on the road. But ultimately, God is is. Uh, predestining a, a final, a completion, an end of which free will can come into play and say, there can be those that veer off the path of God's intended plan that can occur. And in, and still ultimately God's plan can work out. It's just not based on these extremely finite details that. Right. So God's people, he has a plan for. Right. It was his and people then, as a, as a, as a whole. Right. And then, and then the individuals can choose to not be part of God's people. Who is God's people? Who is? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> Who, Who is God's children? Who is God's children? An oldie but a goodie. <laughs> I did have a friend that I talked to recently, uh, pre-election. Um, don't worry, reviewer. It's still safe. No politics. But I asked him how he was feeling, and I, I love this guy, but he's very much and i love him in spite of him being very reformed god very much ordains everything and his so election you're talking about the political election not god and god's pre- election <laughs> god's election for good call, Scott. the a, election a, okay press there oh yeah okay and yeah, he was yeah. feeling pretty good that's, that's be- double election because <laughs> full court press from scott here we come it's election upon election uh he was feeling pretty good because uh, paraphrase is, well, if you read the Bible, anybody that reads the Bible should not be worrying because basically God is ordaining these things for his glory and his ends, which I immediately thought was like, okay, anybody who reads the Bible the way you do, but we'll, we'll let this <laughs> slide. Um, but there's a version of, 
a real world, like he feels good. And I am a little bit jealous of that ability to feel just generally at peace with life because God's got it all the good and the bad. Like God will make things happen that are terrible, but it's to God's own ends for God's glory. And there's a certain peace that comes with believing that wholeheartedly. And I believe that he has a little bit of that. And that's a peace that will elude me for as long as I'm wandering in this wilderness of like, maybe free will is actually real, like complete free will. And the future is not set because that's kind of where I'm, this is like the third way that wasn't really mentioned yet. That's kind of where I'm resting, but not like declaring that's the way it is. This is would, the way. Would you actually, well, so yeah, a couple of things. I, I, would you actually want that? Scott's getting more animated, Jeff. Are you getting excited? <laughs> I'm super pumped. This is the way. <laughs> yeah, would, <laughs> This is the way. <laughs> Jesus is the way, Jeff. W- would you actually want that as the reality that uh, the... Uh, the future is not settled. So like, as if, as in your title, the, the divine, the divinity, the cosmic divinity, I forget what you said, um, that he said, hail Satan. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. May we never forget. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it was very clear. So in that, in that, in that, uh, in that real, uh, free will, uh, universe, um, that the divine, the divinity uh, might not win in the end. Um, I, that that'd be difficult for me, um, especially. Yeah, I won't call, argue against that. Yeah, to call it to call it in, uh, the the divinity, or at least something that I we, use God we would, just now. Uh, consider to worship that we we know that. Hey, he might not win. Uh, Did you say that? Did you say he might not win? I mean, was that I, your point? I said the future is not. Uh, not settled. And, and I, I want to emphasize, uh, I am toying with this. I'm more comfortable with this now based on the data I have, the way the world works, all the pain and problems, personal experience included. Um, don't, they line up better with actual free will being, if God is love and love can't control, um, then God can't control his nature is not controlling. And so people actually have a, a responsibility and God's people have the responsibility to do God's will that can't be done without, uh, without, a, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of yeah, winging but, but, but it a little bit. Will, but yeah, the, the idea that God can be in control and have prophecy, like tell things of the future that haven't happened yet. And still there is free will those those things aren't contradictory. Yeah, yeah, it's not right. it's not absolute prophecy of all things of every and, detail, and so that's where I would disagree with uh, the guy you're talking to, Zach. Um, where it's kind of like a hyper Calvinist view, where uh, God uh, decrees every action. Yeah, uh, and, and Calvinists, I think, even if they're not hyper Calvinists, they still have that comfort that. Well, whatever happens, it was God's will, and I—that's not the view that I that I take. I know um, that's a hard view yeah. to, to really like. When you dig into it, that's a tough view to get on board with. Because yeah. when you deal with like evil and atrocities in the world, and you try to say, "Well, this is this is part of the plan, guys. God wanted this to happen, right? This thing specifically, like, yeah. He wanted this person yeah, to are, do that's this where thing." I, like, I get a, I, yeah. I have to push back, and I just go, "I'm sorry, that's 
that's a very uncreative God. It does who, feel who that can, way. Who can only, this is, so that's, the Holocaust is the only way it can happen. So I used Holocaust analogy, but <laughs> like. Podcast like, is over. Yeah. But, you automatically but lose. But like that's the, so so that's the only way we could do this. I guess we had to kill 11 million Jews or Stalin had to kill, kill 22 million Russians. Or yeah, the Marxist, yeah. Well, like this is this yeah. is the only way that it could happen. So, so I think this kind of keeps coming back to my. I align much more closely on because you've asked. Thank you for asking. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Did we ask Randy's opinion? I was getting I there. Remember that? I was going to circle back to the control versus in charge thing. I have an analogy, but go keep. Go, oh yeah, keep going. Well, that, where that, you're at. That was the thing. Is I, it's easier for me to get on board with in charge. That seems to reflect reality a lot more, which is. There are things that God has preordained. There are things that God uh, acts on in this world. And there are things that he doesn't. It allows for free will. It allows for people to operate outside of God's will. And and frankly, make, the world makes a lot more sense when I view it through that lens. Well, the... the I, yeah, I think the that's ev- your understanding, Andy. The evil... It's not God's understanding. The evil that we see... <laughs> Uh, makes a lot more sense with the idea of of free will that God is not decreeing every single action. That evil makes sense in uh, in with with that view. And I and I you don't I I don't think that you have to have uh um what was that the love the love aspect. Uh, so love doesn't mean that God can't. Um say the future before it happens right i mean because it's because that's not saying the future before it happens it doesn't mean that god is uh removing free will okay i got you i I, i'm down with that i'm not even exactly sure what you guys are talking about but uh, welcome back welcome back listen none of you guys said the word feel in anything (laughs) that you said i don't know what these words are what does this have to do with community with without Without the pain and the suffering and the the evil, um, there is there is no polar opposite of that. I mean, humanity is is feeds off of good and bad. We don't know we don't know love without not being loved. And you know, if someone is denied, you you don't have all of the feelings and and everything that goes with the courage and perseverance, you don't have that without the struggle. So God, back to the original control or is God in control control? or is God in charge? So I, you said yes and no, Scott. uh, And I say, all, all I know is there's a conveyor belt that if you're, if you're on it, then you feel it and sense it. And I've said this in a different way, but there are th- good things that are happening and you can feel it and sense it when you're on that, you know, God's conveyor belt. When you're off, you can feel it. It's like the polar opposite, like the pain and the, you know, success and the health. And is it, it comes through the free will, Italian? right? What is the dressing on the it salad? Com- it comes through, but it comes <laughs> through free Italian. will. If we, you know, without free will, then we really don't have anything in humanity. Yeah. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not sure where to go with that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure to go where to go with that. I, I want to say F you, Zach. I don't know where the conveyor <laughs> well, belt went. I got lost on the conveyor belt of 
feeling. Hey, performative <laughs> alert. You performative guys are alert. talking about like, is, it, is, is God in control or blah, blah, blah. Like, I realize you're just throwing, well, I think you're just throwing it out there, Andy, but I'm... It's only the basis of our theology. It's whatever. It's every whatever. <laughs> it's only... Mike, I overheard... Can you phrase it in a question, Jeff? I overheard my 15-year-old and 13... 15-year-old boy and 13-year-old girl arguing about predestination and what? are things determined uh, this happened this week so I'm, like, wow. I'm like jesus I'm so this glad is a you're good making week. this up for the podcast jesus this is Go. a good week and i did not i didn't get involved in the conversation i'm just hearing from the periphery i'm, I'm like what is happening here and my son is arguing like no there is it's not predetermined nothing is predestined like and she's like she, my daughter she says well if you do you know x y and z you know like this is going to happen or and uh you know and it's going it's meant to happen he said yeah but you thinking about it and taking action actually then starts to right doesn't mean that it's predestined right because you could do everything right and still fail right and and so uh, just hearing that conversation at the beginning of this podcast i said this is you know Jesus is good this week <laughs> because of, you know, hearing just those conversations. I'm so like, where did they land? They landed in, uh, we can agree to disagree. Shut up. No, well, you shut up. <laughs> well, I, I think it's a matter of, of definitions that you, a, it seems good, like you're, a you, good, robust conversation. That's where my teenage kids got. Yeah. And I'm did, like, I had, did anybody win? What's uh, the answer, Jeff? What'd they say? God's in control. I, I think your daughter <laughs> no, has just a just a slightly that's not a parenting fail, Jeff. A, a different I definition. I think she has a different definition of what predestined or predetermined means, right. um, and especially uh, compared to your son. But maybe the normal def or a more widely accepted definition. She might she might have a definition that's different than that. How right. far down the conveyor yeah. belt were they at this point? Well, they hadn't gone under the first, That's like, messed up, you know, like kind of car wash, you know, they went behind the black things, like, um, you know, on to, I don't know where they went. They're on the conveyor belt somewhere. All right. I just asked a question on Twitter at bros babbles beer, which by the time this, you hear this is not going to be a thing for you, but in real time, you have to pick one. God is in charge. God is in control. God can't do either. First vote within or, or, two seconds. Could you add both? Can you can do his both? No, that doesn't. It makes no, people make a difficult I choice. Think, uh, in charge kind of is includes the subset, but in control, yeah, yeah, yeah I would in agree. Control is absolute. In and the best it, part about these things is, is they're difficult and they're ridiculous, and you want you want to like fix the question, but no, you don't get that option. But the first vote was for God can't do either. One hundred percent. 100% for that, 0% for you guys. Okay, you I'm winning currently, and we'll see how this plays out. <laughs> Wait, what were you? God, God in control, God in I charge? I lean towards uh, God can't. Okay. And let me Andy, add, what was you? Oh, no, 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 oh, you I, can't, no. God God in charge. Yes. Scott? It, it, so charge. I have to answer according to that yes, thing? God yes, in charge or God in control? Oh, man. Or neither. I think you just... It's definitely not neither. Um, I'm in... Go ahead. I, I'm God I, in I'd charge. Have, I guess I... I'd, we got a vote for God in control on the uh, Twitters. He's got in charge or in control. Those are polar opposites. Uh, okay. All right. He's in charge. 
Okay, now so I will say God in charge wins choose, and God I, says, Zach, shut up. Yeah, sorry, Zach. <laughs> if, if I had to choose, well, it's a good thing God's not here because oh, he is. He's everywhere. Well, he hasn't told me that. <laughs> That's because you're against. Maybe him. you're, you're, you're not, not in the conveyor oh, belt. Not in the conveyor belt. We got to vote for each now. Um, mm. We'll come back to that later. I'm not going to mention it every five seconds, but it is encouraging <laughs> that we're getting votes quickly. Now, speaking of election, do I have another one on there? If I had in charge, (laughs) what's moving to now? (laughs) This is rigged. I want to recount. Hey, Hey, we weren't going to talk politics. politics. I will say, (laughs) if I had to pick one or the other, God in charge. Now, unanimous analogy. Moving on, (laughs) analogy. Echo chamber resolved. (laughs) If you have a construction site and. Not the construction site again. Is there a conveyor belt on this construction site? It's been said many times. (laughs) Yes. And it actually broke. It started behaving erratically while people were carrying cinder blocks on their back. I don't know why. Oh, hail Satan. (laughs) But they... they, they Why are they they, cinder blocks on their back if there's a conveyor belt? Stuff starts going wrong in a hurry. I like this. I like this. God, God in control can decide what to fix and when. God in charge... Uh can try to delegate to to get God's ends and fix this analogy if I don't if it's not clear enough. But let's just say the end result is a bad situation for a bunch of construction workers yep. that had tragedy befall them with cinder blocks on top of the conveyor belt, sucking people <laughs> underneath the conveyor where there was a labyrinth of gators. I, I and were they on top of the Empire State Building? That <laughs> and that's, a train. I don't know if in this scenario. I don't know if the God's in charge. I don't know if He intervenes here. Either way, are we? I, I like do, it. Are we comfortable with what does this say about the person in control slash in charge? These and there's there are biblical examples of this. Can I have ten seconds? No. 10 seconds. Okay, okay. start a timer. Nice. Jeff. The chair recognizes Jeff. Jeff's tossing another salad. Control, I manipulate. Point of order. Con- Point of order. Control, I manipulate. In charge. It's up to you guys. I'm in charge, and that the rules are. Free but you w- made free will. the construction site. These are, yeah, I like that. These are the rules. These, these are the guidelines you follow. Right. And but I'm not manipulating this. It's free will. 10 seconds up. All right. Yeah. So, so the, yeah, the biblical examples are, Hey Peter, we, we have a couple get of that TPS report. <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> it, during the, I don't know you during the Exodus, uh, the, the people the, the nation of Israel is rebellious against God. And, and God tells Moses, uh, this is a stubborn stiff neck people. Uh, look, I'm going to, I'm going to wipe them out and build an, a, a nation of my people from you. And so I, I, I kind of see this fr- uh, from the construction site perspective. I kind of like the analogy where you have a foreman who's in charge. He's, he said, this is the order. Uh, you're going to build this. You're going to lower the, you're going to, uh, you know, do the foundation. And then you start building these beams or whatever. Well, if you have some of the workers, they, they're not doing their job or they do it wrong. Well, you get rid of them and you bring on new workers. Or maybe you retrain you uh, retrain them. They get rebuked and discipled, uh, and they they do it. Uh, they start building it better. Yeah, shoot, I almost did a Biden you, thing there. You almost did no which, politics. Which man? At the end, I just want to say briefly at the end about that slogan, but we won't do it now. Yep. Okay. Wow. Well, thank you for that. All right. Uh, 
Okay. You should have just said it with a straight face. That would have oh, been man. great. You know what? While Andy's gone, we should just start talking about something ridiculous. Oh. Oh, oh man. Oh, he's back. Dad's I've back. I've never seen a featherless <laughs> cock. Oh, what were we talking about? It's Andy? almost Thanksgiving. You shouldn't leave the room, Andy. Things go off the rails. So this what's, is what happens when where, I we, have, where are we going tonight? What does it Zach? say about the foreman? The is, for- the, is the form what light does it put the foreman in um in each scenario and if you just if you add the one where there's a foreman on a construction site that literally has no control about all of these say That's the worst foreman in the world it might be it might be right well they're getting the right people it might actually be the with actual the right training <laughs> getting them out there and and then it's just you're supervising and, and you're allowing them to do their job and there's no goal like what? What does the building look like? There are no plans. I, I do no think guidelines. I, well, that's one, the conveyor belt. No, but you can have it's it's a building of conveyor belts. Right. Uh, <laughs> the conveyor belt is the it instructions. Is the it's the blueprint. A, I need to address. A belt. There is a blueprint. Scott. I need to address Scott's straw man right there. Briefly, uh, there are no plans. That's an Iron Man. Um, a straw. As man. a father, um, the father analogy I think is pretty good although eventually we are talking about god shit i caveat it again um as a father i can have plans for my kid's life i can have hopes i can have desires um but if you manipulate it it's gonna be, get all not being up. in control of my kids does not mean i don't have any plan or will or desire so i would like scott to apologize <laughs> for that straw man so you're never in control of your kids he, he's gently nudging them back to the conveyor belt that's where in charge can can can't occasionally include control, but and it the, is not the it is not the only option. And right. for this, yes, when your kids are little, the subset. This is where the kid analogy kind of works against me. I'm not like I'm. I'm telling you, I am pliable. I am humble. Well, that's I why we're sticking to, with the foreman, the the construction site example. Well, it's a similar thing. Yeah. He can have there can be plans, but if thing goes wrong, so in my book, the God in control. Well, I don't know. Maybe tell me where this puts me. If a god can make the perfect construction site, has that ability, but either refuses to or can't, um, or no, has the ability to make that perfect construction site, but doesn't, and it doesn't happen. What does that say about God? Well, yeah, we'd have to ask. I mean, the foreman. Well, that—that's <laughs> the trade. That's 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 the trade that God has basically positioned, which is that that the concept of perfection in this case is not worth the trade-off of humans' free will. Basically, He didn't want to create a bunch of robots. And and I think yeah, even asking that question, that can can God um, create a perfect? Uh, well, we'd have to define perfect, but a perfect uh, construction site. Can he do that? Yeah. So that 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 that's I mean, that's the question of almost all questions there. I don't know if that uh, maybe. I don't know if that matters. Who cares? So what? So what if if God can or can't we're not living in the perfect construction site? Clearly, well, no, clearly but it, but it goes, right. But but it goes There's to Zach's, belts everywhere. But that goes to right. that goes to Zach's um, I mean, who would do that? <laughs> no that, God, I believe in. Yeah, that goes to his I mean, question, and he's he and he's not the only one that has that. If if God, thanks God, can do that or could have do could have do that could if have done could've. that. Um, why why wouldn't he have done that 
knowing all the evil and pain and suffering that humans would uh, encounter. No, that, so that that that's it, that I guess that's how strongly the question. God, it is, yeah. but that I'll I'll reword it differently. That is how much God, how much weight and value God has placed in humans having free will. That's how important it is because he's decided right. to make this trade off. Uh, potentially, we, we probably probably can't go over it on this podcast. I, I well, might have a slightly different scenario, but well, but, if yeah. if you're going to put it in either or, you have a perfect to, to require to to satisfy a perfect world or the perfect construction site would would require the the loss of free will for humanity because humanity left to their own devices will not produce a perfect world. Uh, I think uh, we prove it, we've proven that one already. Yeah. We've got good data to, to prove that. Yeah. Therefore, given given that it, it's reasonable to expect that God has made that decision to say the value of humanity having free will, I'm not going to force you to love me. Right. Because uh, then it wouldn't be love. Is worth is worth the trade. I would I would I would s- just change it slightly, but it might be significant. Is that he, God might not have had a choice given his nature. Given his nature. Thank you. That he he it wasn't it wasn't that he chose to give us free will. Is that he because of his nature he had to give us free will. Now that that so, puts you on the road to God can't. I'm I'm just saying well, I'm not saying you're there God yet, can't, but God can't what control unilaterally. Well, so we, have, we have to define control yeah. and control of what. And maybe it's control versus influence. That's <laughs> the, why I think the influence right. falls closer to God's in charge. Right. Well, and that's why I said it's 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 not either control or in charge. It's both, and it's limited. So he's in control, but not he chooses to limit. Not, whether he chooses or he has to limit based upon his nature. Yes. Now, um, real quick, you can go against it. Better nature. be quick. I'll do a quick God update. <laughs> Jeff has got his hand up. Well, he is not, not asleep. We, we are at 46 minutes into this thing and <laughs> Jeff is awake. Yes. He's sitting up in his chair. He's ready to speak, but I'm honestly uh, surprised <laughs> 10 minutes into the, the, uh, poll, you have to pick one. God is in charge. God is in control. Or God can't do either. God can't do either is at 49%. God is in control is at 38 And God is in charge is at 13%. I want to recount. Wow. It's not done for another 24 hours. How many hours. votes are in? How many votes? Uh, 7,500,000. 7,500,000. Let me throw out this controversial statement real quick that God can't do I tried, Jeff. everything and or anything. Like he can't just do anything. Okay, my head just popped. And he can't do everything. <laughs> kind of like the Go guy ahead. that solves This is the going Rubik's all over cube. the place. God chooses to not. The, do the idea that... So, as, as humans, we have... I think we do not and will never have an understanding of like what perfection is. We as humans put... Right, that was uh, my caveat. Oh, this is perfection. And um, this is control. And this is in charge. When... It's an eternal perspective from across the board. I mean, it's it could be anything, and we'll never know. But we're we know the life of Jesus, and we're to be acting or or, or being driven to being. 
praying about that and what do I do in these situations and lead me um, to that conveyor belt of thought. Sorry. <laughs> that's, extra, that's an extra 10 points for you tonight, Jeff. How many times can you put this in there? <laughs> On bovada.lv, the word conveyor belt had an over under of five and a half. And I think we just went over. Anyway, uh, anyway there's, some rel- there's some relativism here in regards to the vocabulary. But ultimately... The being in charge and being in control, like I would rest in, there is a infrastructure that God has presented us and we're in it and we know the storyline of, of his son. So how, how do we now respond based off anything that would happen? What's the Christian response to this <laughs> query? <laughs> Well, yeah, and and I think. Uh, well, wait. Did Jeff oh, just ask ahead. us a question that we need to address? Yeah, I think Jeff, so. What is your What is your specific question? Is it do we need to care less about that question and more about who is Jesus and how much like him are we trying to be? And if we do do that, if we do he try, and, if we do try <laughs> and follow that, does it make some impact Listeners, in the in the world? Oh, absolutely. You don't. Yeah. So, so, but is it? But the, is that what is that what you're asking? Is that you're? Are you trying to get to like we can we can try to parse these other ideas, which it's harder to answer those kinds of questions than it is to answer who is the person of Jesus and what has He asked us to to do? Who is He asked us to be in this world? Yes, and we're supposed to be praying about how we do act in our everyday life. I don't even, uh, maybe, and that's, and maybe, that's a, maybe we just need to do it too. Right. I, do, well, I'm, you, I'm you, not great about yeah, praying about those yeah, things. But you'll do it without even thinking you are already praying into every situation. That's you don't even know it. This ties influence. into, t- ties into it. Praying, which means he's in charge. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I don't care what you pray about. It doesn't mean anything. Let me finish Scott. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything unless you are doing something about what you're praying about to whatever degree you have control. Now, it might mean something if God is the God that reacts to prayer, which is another big question I have is like, <laughs> if God, could, are you trying to, un- are you trying to unpack what? No, I think people control themselves is? by taking no, prayer and saying, well, I have to pray about this. And they're actually controlling themselves instead of as Andy I, said, just I take agree. action. There's a version of prayer that gets you off the hook and you rest on your laurels whatever that means, and uh, not you taking action. You, you don't take action. But there's also a prayer that can drive you to action, and it, it's almost like it's a, the, whatever you're praying and your prayers are like a mantra that get you going and get you in that direct, directionally towards the things that you believe that God would be doing. And... Uh, I think secular people do a version of it when they're when they're meditating on certain things, certain truths they know in they the morning to set the, vibes. set the tone, maybe, but set the tone for their day. It's a version of prayer. If it helps them do and become a better person, um, that's that's where prayer works best. But well, it can be a version of what are you consuming, right? I mean, it is effectively what is the thing that's going to be driving your right. your, your thought process, your thinking, your actions. 
your behavior. Where does your treasure lie? Apple iPhones. Right. Like, so, yeah, discipline, um, discipline and um, refraining from particular things like sexual immorality, drunkenness. We might talk about sexual immorality a, bit, a little bit later. But refraining from those things. That's a teaser. Isn't um, magical. Uh, so, so yeah, if you're, if you're praying, God, uh, help me to not lust, but then you, you know, go to the beach where a bunch of, there's a bunch of bikinis laying, a uh, bunch of bikinis laying around. Just, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, well, that's extra lust. The bikinis are just on the ground. <laughs> They're for sale. Yeah. There's a vendor or of bikinis. Or Speedos. I mean, okay. I'm not or, speaking for you, Scott. If you're a woman praying, yeah. Uh, or a guy. Probably or not if, even a woman. If, uh, or if you're going to turn on a, a TV show where you know that there's scantily mm-hmm. clad mm-hmm. Uh, persons. So, yeah. So, I, I agree. Yeah, I don't think that's controversial, Zach, what you said. Um, stopping just short of... Oh, thank God. Scott God approved. helps those who help themselves. Um, yeah. Joel Steen. Wait, wait, wait. Say that last part again. God helps those who help themselves. Were you saying that's what I was? No, I, I, I'm saying, I'm saying I agree with you up to that point of that saying because I, I, I do see how some people could take what you oh, said yeah. and to that, to yeah. that. Uh, I'm that more phrase. thinking if you're yeah. praying, like if you're praying, somebody has lost somebody in their life. We have a fa- family member that just lost another family member, and you know, yeah. Well, we're praying for you. And maybe that makes them feel temporarily good. But if you have it within your power to tangibly do something to help them in their grief and their mourning or with funeral expenses or or at least to reach out in that capacity and you don't, the prayer is just like, other than the feeling they got of like, oh, they said that, it's kind of just like dust in the wind, man. Yeah, and there's a... Um, oddly enough, there's a Bible passage about that. Yeah, um, I'm tapped into the Bible. <laughs> there's a song by Kansas. <laughs> yeah. Dustin. Um, well, yeah, wait, 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 what was it? I feel like you could keep singing if you want. Uh, he did that thing listener where you where the singer pulls the mic away from their mouth so that they can like control their usually when it's they're getting louder but he's getting quieter and pulling away you are the weakest link (laughs) Uh, yeah where if you if you say that uh blessings to your brother um and you see him in need and but you don't actually help him then yeah you're you're i think it says you're useless or worthless there i think is the word that's used there was a book that I read in college. Well, I read part of it. I read enough to be able to tell the person that had asked us to read it that, yes, I technically read it. It was called uh, Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster. And one of the concepts that I took away from it was he talked about, uh, basically, as you become closer to God, it it changes the way that you pray and so that your prayers are more in line with God's will and right. they... Totally agree. For lack of a better term, come true. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't right. Mean to, yeah, that are, ful- like, are fulfilled. They are fulfilled. They're more in line with like, yeah, the things that Disney you're praying wrote for a you. song about that. <laughs> I, I, would equ- I would equate that to a business that you work your, your ass off and things just start to happen a whole lot easier. And all of a sudden come, things come to fruition. Well, yeah. It's exponential in prayer with, you know, you're doing God's work. And the prayers just 
and I think come it, to you. And I think it connects to our earlier discussion about God being in charge, which is uh, God. God is convinced that if if people continue to to believe and pray and and effectively follow, be the people He wants them to be, it will result in his final the his final plan being fulfilled and and his belief is that eventually it will get there we don't know when we don't know exactly how but that right. is that is the eventual plan right and we could pick um like examples or particular events um like go, coming into the promised land uh, after they leave um right, right? They, so they were supposed to go to the promised land but it was because of their rebellion that they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Uh, at least that's what the Bible says. At least that's, yeah, at least that's what the <laughs> Jesus affirmed. Uh, <laughs> got you, bitch. <laughs> I was teeing him up. We're going to find out it was I just a big threat. <laughs> so, so is that, is it, trying to put those into God in charge or in control? I'm not sure. Um, and, and it might not be the most important category yeah. um or question to do but it's it's that god had a plan for them and they rebelled and they suffered for it it also probably it fits into the god can't god god could have a plan god could have a desire god might be to whatever degree god can work towards god's ends without violating his nature god is the ultimate bouncer I'd love to get you guys in here to this club, but fire marshals here, man. I can't have more than two hundred and fifty. Also, you're not hot enough. So <laughs> back there's that. So unless you can find somebody to be on your arm and he looks better than you do. You guys have been wandering here for thirty five yeah. years. <laughs> you don't look good at all. You don't have a face mask on. <laughs> Way to make it current, Scott. Hail well Satan. Done. All right, quick check on the uh, poll there. How are we looking, Zach? Uh, we are at 45 for God can't, 44 for God is in control, and 11 for God is in charge. We did get a reply from... Wow, control and charge. Matthew Winter. This is a terrible well, theologians out here who listen to our podcast. <laughs> if God accomplishes all things by his purposes, by his purpose for his glory, um, that's a statement that makes me want to throw up a little bit. Wait, wait, wait. I, wait say it again. Well, if God accomplishes all things... By his purpose for his glory. That's a hell of. Uh, I'll keep reading, but that is a hell of a presupposition. But it and it's kind of a misquote. It's God works. I think. I think it's God works all things for the purpose of his glory. Yeah, but not necessarily accomplishing them. Well, that's to his, the extent it's his interpretation. Our, yeah. So, well, if God accomplishes all things by his purpose for his glory, I would say he is in charge and in control. He is in control of the big picture, meta narrative, and in charge of the small things. I hope he voted in charge because that's what that meant. To make sure his narrative plays out. I know both is not one of your options. Ah, but see, you should add a both, charge. jerk. I think control is would have been in charge. That's, both is in charge. Both is in charge. Mm, oh, control okay. is manipulation. And control becomes the idea a subset that of insurance. Golf is a game. He's going to get <laughs> he's going to get what he wants by X Y and Z. Yeah. Uh, whatever. But I do agree with partially with that is yeah, he's God wants a people that seek him, but he doesn't 
determine who seeks him, and he doesn't determine that any particular person seeks him. That might have just been restating the same thing. Um, It's what we do. Yeah. I guess there's a possibility that no one would have chose to seek God. Yeah. um, Which is very interesting. Uh, And also that God knows what you would have said. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, he, he... at least knows enough to be able to say that certain things are going to happen before they happen. Well, for predestination, for the, yeah. for the question of predestination, there is a, there's a prevailing, prevailing belief that God knows what your answer would have been had you been presented with the facts. This is kind of usually, it goes, it addresses universalism and um, the idea around uh, everyone had, will be given a chance to accept or, or those that have never heard the gospel. Those who have never heard, basically, yeah. yeah. And it, uh, yeah, and it's a little bit mixed in that, like, you know, I think it's Paul saying that that people, you can see God in nature, and that there's evidence of God in in the environment around you. But, but basically, yeah, yeah that that God knows, uh, God knows what you have said. Obviously, He knows what you will say, and He knows what you would not have done have you been given the opportunity. I I like that. Um and real quick, the predestined passage the predestination passages that become clobber passages uh, that I pe- knew you before. Um oh, well God the ones predestined where those literally who- yeah, yeah. Those passages I've heard Romans? some great yeah some great takes on it's not talk don't think about heaven and hell when he's talking about that. He's talking about uh, purposes for Israel and, and God's people. And it's not a salvific statement. I am not prepared to go toe to toe, uh, with anyone to defend that, but, uh, it's worth noting given the, the context that, uh, read NT Wright has a, a lot of great resources on this, that the predestined passages are talking about God's people, Jews and Gentiles. And it's less about heaven, who goes to heaven, who goes to hell. Yeah. That's at Romans nine. Romans Niner. I get a gold star for remember um, that it was in Romans. Yeah. Uh, where the, uh, talking about two nations, um, and the, the, the one he, um, Jacob, I loved Esau, I hated, um, oh, right. uh, and you can't interpret that without going back to Genesis where, uh, the promise to Isaac is wait Isaac yeah I think it's I, I think it's Isaac the promise to Isaac is that there are two nations in your womb um, and it's it's Jacob and Esau so when you read Romans nine you can't just like disregard <laughs> the Genesis story so yeah it, it's talking about nations and not talking about the individual yeah so I agree with NT right there wow um, or NT right agrees with me. <laughs> nice hot take uh okay so are you guys okay if we well actually I have, a, I have a question oh yeah that what what would you guys say in related to this what would you say you've got a woman that believes god can keep her husband on the straight and narrow and keep keep him faithful but god doesn't keep him faithful what does it say about god <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's not God's fault. I'm gonna quote Radiohead. 
I'm going to quote, quote Radiohead here with, uh, just because I feel it doesn't mean it's real. <laughs> <laughs> so just briefly, I mean, gosh, we're at an hour three. This has been a fun conversation, guys. I really appreciate you. Totally and, unplanned. Yeah. Uh, this is freewheeling. 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 And willing. Freewheeling. Thank yeah. you, Scott. Man, you're puntastic. Oh, right. man. Thank Pun- you for the episode title. Pontifical. You're punny, yeah. man. You're super punny. Punny the elder. That's Punch what they call up. me. <laughs> oh, what Jeff is doing? trying to show us something. us something. He's trying to quietly show us something. Oh, yes. We're not getting political, Jeff. Put that thing away. Put it and back. And also put your phone away. Put it back. <laughs> Wait, no. I had a, I, I had a lead into... Um, uh, I had a little rap. Well, you had a rap, but but you cut Zach off and he was fine. Fine, go. You would have known that if we'll you were buried in your end. phone. We'll do it at the very end. Okay. It's about God. Oh, all right. Yeah, he's in control. Well, I'm glad we solved that last issue. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is from The Blaze, but you can find it anywhere. And I will be bouncing around to Vanity Fair for some salacious details. But Justin Bieber's pastor, former pastor, oh. from Hillsong NYC... We went to New York. We should have visited one of those super hip churches. Jeff blew it. We blew it. That was pre-COVID. There's an LA one, isn't there? Yes. We could go do that. But LA is not as good as NYC. I've heard people talking about, I've been at a party where people were talking about LA Hillsong and I thought, it's so good. It was hilarious. Valley song. (laughs) It was, oh my God, the worship. You just take your fork and you stick it in the communion and put it in your mouth. (laughs) I, I think that's just that. the, the getting to know you lunch afterwards. But <laughs> uh, like a beef stew. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds delicious. It's got the carrots and the potatoes. <laughs> just, just see how long he goes. We all just wait. He just trails off. Just dip it in the gravy. Swirl it around. Wouldn't that be a great communion? Don't pass the plate too quick. I gotta get a little more of that communion gravy. <laughs> <laughs> be great if as you're talking you don't stop talking but then you just, <laughs> I think the I think this beef is the body of Christ <laughs> <laughs> Justin Bieber's former pastor I mean the gravy is the blood <laughs> oh speaking of God. you're you're making Jesus me cry sounds tasty sorry. now <laughs> I got to say, speaking of food and crying, yesterday, my wife had a loaf of sourdough bread come out of the oven. <laughs> Brand new. Are you guys pregnant? I could have I could have phrased that better. She made homemade she sourdough bread. in the oven. <laughs> she made homemade, homemade sourdough bread, comes out of the oven. It's almost too hot for me to eat. I'm putting butter on that thing. And I, I'm eating it, and I I can't stop making orgasmic noises with my mouth and my my well, it's really my vocal cords, but it's coming out in terms of like right. a moan or a hum. Or <clears throat> I I couldn't stop. I was I started crying a little. It was so good. Wow. Hot sourdough bread, melted butter. Aubrey's like, are you crying? Like my eyes were watering. I, it was so good. I'm not even. This isn't hyperbole for just, the podcast. I'm just glad she didn't go. Gwen, they're doing it again. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, They're I'm, trying to get us a sibling. I'm fairly <laughs> certain. Like Aubrey I'm, knows that, and Gwen has her head in the sand about that. <laughs> so, so All good. right, continues. Dad, so- Dad's <laughs> crying again. They must be up to one of the adult things. <laughs> Dad's crying, and there's a sock on the door handle. <laughs> Apparently, it was beautiful. <laughs> Whatever, continue. <laughs> They're playing heavy metal in their room again. Uh, Bieber, uh, bring it. Bring the Bieber. Justin Bieber's pastor, Carl Lentz, um, got fired for having an affair. The church said he was let go for uh, moral moral failure, impropriety, Impro- moral failure, well, which yeah. is code for Hailing somebody Satan. sleeping around on somebody. P in the V, kind of like if mm. you're in junior high and you can you just ask for prayer for secret sin. Everyone, well, not everyone, but the pastor definitely knows you can't stop masturbating. But a woman purporting to be the mistress of former Hillsong pastor Carl Lentz is speaking out about her affair with the married former megachurch pastor and has issued a public apology to Lentz's wife, Laura. By the way, I saw a picture of their family. I didn't know what they looked like. She's smoking. Well, I was going to choose a different adjective, but... Christians don't smoke. Beautiful family. know that. Beautiful family. Yeah. And... As if anyone actually needed another reason to believe the statement. The grass is always greener, but it's really not. Like, well, the grass is always greener. I don't know what was going on in their relationship to for him to stray like that. He hooked up with another attractive person, but the attraction or the appearance of perfection um, is way overrated. I think that's the eternal truth is that like the grass is not always greener. It, the grass is only greener if you have a shitty perspective or a misplaced perspective about uh, priorities. But I can continue. Yeah. Andy made a face like he wanted to talk. Mm. No, that just made me think in general about that that type of mindset. I've I've had lots of friends over the years who not in like a gross way like that uh, have been very grass is greener type of people. Yeah. But, but sometimes in an almost... Um, like I feel like I've taken offense at times with their grass is greener uh, approach, where it is, uh, um, it, to the to the point of they're 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 kind of shitting on the things that we're both experiencing, whether it's the location or the friends or the church or or whatever those activities are. And they're like this, this suck. I'm 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 going over here. I'm I'm gonna leave this. I'm gonna leave all this stuff because it sucks, and it is a very grass is greener <laughs> mentality. And I'm kind of sitting there going like, well, I like all those things though. (laughs) I like all those people. Right. Mm -hmm. And and it's so funny because Lindsay and I are really not a grass is greener uh, type type of people. In fact, we're we're very much of like dig in. Her her family is so like ingrained in traditions that like we have to warn new people that come into the family, like her her brother's girlfriend. I'm like, oh, if you introduce something like Hey, we got. I made T-shirts for everybody for this camping trip because it'd be fun. I was like, let me warn you, um, everything is a tradition. You will now be responsible for this for every year. <laughs> you are now making <laughs> T-shirts for great. everybody. Yeah. But the idea of of grass is greener on the other other side is something like we firmly reject it and believe like there's wonderful things in front of us, wonderful people in front of us dig into those people, dig into those places and value them and treasure them and not constantly be looking like over their shoulders and being like, well, 
is there something better? Could it be a little bit better? And instead being like, maybe it's me that's not seeing what's right in front of me. Yeah. And or, I don't know if you're going to read on, but can you just say what uh, where that comes from? The article? You describe how It's they... from The Blaze. Oh, The Blaze. Oh, you might have said that. Sorry. Can yeah. You... Describe the sin. It's secret sin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, what was it? Moral failure. More... Yeah. Uh, the alleged mistress admission of the affair comes as Hillsong Church announces an investigation into Lentz's behaviors as well as those at the church. Oh, my God. The article just cut off. Oh, Oh, read more. There's a button. Um, Watch these ads. They first. actually, uh, yeah, here's a bunch of ads. They actually are hiring a third party to investigate the church and the practices because they have a feeling that the soil that led to this fertile impropriety um, might be bearing other fruit that they want to root wow. out. I tried to just do like four different things involving yeah. plants. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. After the episode, I'll t- I'll tell you guys something, and then we'll and then I'll do a little investigation. But th- the teaser for a potential episode would be: I knew someone who was deeply involved at the Seattle Mars Hill Church while Ooh. Driscoll was there. Mark Driscoll. And while that whole thing went down, are you live right now? And so let no. me let let me reach. That's out. a hell of a teaser. I, I would know. Love that. I know. Let me reach out to him and see if he'd be willing to jump on. He's I would love it. One of my longtime close friends. Nice. And I would. I would like to do it. Not just. It can. If you're not listening carefully and you don't know our hearts, it might sound like this is like just salacious. No, or no, we're no. looking for dirt. We want to. I'll speak for myself, and I think you guys would agree. If we can illuminate scenarios where it's like okay how do they get to this point and how can it be prevented at my church or what are warning signs to look for yeah like that's the deal these things don't happen carl lentz i get i'll give him the benefit of the doubt he's not he wasn't a guy that got married to laura and was like i'm gonna be cheating on her for multiple months apparently this has gone on for months and uh right that doesn't happen by decision i mean ultimately there's a decision but it's death by a thousand cuts sure yeah. And he's not the first. I, the only reason I bring this up is because I think, to your to your point, it's an interesting it's an interesting concept. It's good to get someone's perspective who's in the middle of seeing huge leadership failure occur on one of the largest levels, like largest scales in in at least North America. Uh, yeah. And and to hear that perspective, you're right. It's not about being salacious. It's not about hearing, hearing garbage. It's more about hearing. Where were you in the middle of this? How did you respond? What was the effect on you and your family? I'll, I will reach out to him. I would love that. Um, according to the Daily Mail, the 34-year-old Ranin, Ranin Karim, or Karim, a Muslim fashion designer who lives in New York City, said that she began the purported affair with Lentz earlier this year. Well, that's interesting. Karim, who said the alleged entanglement, nice, Entanglement. Nice. I'm picturing limbs everywhere. <laughs> Took place over a period of five months. They were playing Twister. <laughs> said she, if she could talk to Lentz's wife today, she would say, I'm sorry. Life is complicated and shit happened, but I never intended to hurt you. Is that an acceptable? <sighs> would that make you feel better, Andy? <laughs> now, are you trying to tell me? If you like, were married to Carl Lentz. Am I supposed Lentz, to be the wife? Yeah. If you were married to Carl Lentz. 
if I'm the wife, that is fist right in the face. Now it gets better. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So I and I I don't know if you said it there, but um, there was a line that said she didn't. Then I would say it was she, complicated. She didn't know that he was married. They mentioned that later. Okay. Yeah. And I thought, I thought, how does she not know who Carl Lentz is? He's a pastor of this mega church, and that he's married. She doesn't know about, but, but she now I just heard she's a Muslim. Muslim. So that makes sense that she might yeah. like legitimately might not have known who he is. He's even a Christian pastor and that he's married. That that's interesting. Um, also the, uh, you know, so the way the blaze, I'm going to give Jesus the, neck tattoos, the blaze credit for put, putting the, yeah, that's good. Putting uh, the salaciousness on fleek in their article. So right after they quote her saying, I'm sorry, life is complicated and shit happened, but I never intended to hurt you. Uh, says Karim told the outlet that Lentz would visit her apartment at least three times weekly with tequila in his backpack so people wouldn't see him with it on the street. He said, this is her quoting the girlfriend. He said the sex we had was the best he's ever had in his life. And he, he could so he couldn't stop being with me. Now that feels a little they, gross. They put that right after the. Now I don't know where she said this in this interview, but if it was literally like I would say I didn't mean to hurt you, but I never had better sex. Or I never. He's never had better sex. Like the timing of the way they phrase it in the blaze, it's just it's a little funny in a really dark way. That's a it step is away gross, from though. Kanye West. I'm gonna let you finish, but. I feel like there or, should be a moment moment in there. Uh, hello, I'm Chris Hansen. <laughs> and Andy, you're not... I don't know who Chris Hansen she did is. Say, oh she did say, when I found out he was married, I told him repeatedly, go back to your wife, go back to your family. But he kept turning up in the lobby of my apartment block with bottles of <laughs> Clays Azul tequila for us to drink. So <laughs> she couldn't say no. Native, so native advertising. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Native advertising. Exactly. Wow. He said he felt bad for company. what he was doing to his wife and that she was an amazing good woman. Woman. <laughs> She's multiple women. Uh, that he had never done it before, but his marriage wasn't perfect, clearly. Wow. And uh, everyone knows that that is the bar for fidelity, is right. perfection in your marriage. Yeah. So right. if your marriage isn't perfect, guys, uh, Carl Lentz says... That you can drink tequila with whores. Well, a specific <laughs> tequila. It's got to be a... That's brought Andy at brosbottlesbeer.com. <laughs> this has been brought to you by Alejandro's Cruz Azul. Hermanos Prosos Tequila. I actually didn't press the button. I don't know why it started. And, and a more insidious uh, person, <clears throat> we call them hyper-Calvinists, would say, well, I mean, God... God kind of does everything, you know? <laughs> yeah. This is all for God's glory, baby. I mean, like, yeah, I wish I didn't do that, but it's all for God's glory. I, well, I, I, that will be yeah. interesting. Hey, give uh, us feedback, Calvinists. We don't. If we're misappropriating the term Calvinism and how stupid it seems to me, like, it literally <laughs> seems agree. so stupid to me. At least hyper Calvinism. And I love you, Greg. You know yeah. who you is. Oh, that's right. Greg is a... Whoa. Well, that's the you. works works all but things. But he would, he would have a better explanation. Oh, he speaking, doesn't say all good things. Speaking of that things. works all things, I I want to look that up um, to see if maybe I missed 
Maybe I'm misremembering that passage. I'll look it up and maybe we'll oh, yeah. talk about it in the next episode. Just for that, take port, a note. that comment uh, that that person made. Uh, hey, but real quick, real quick on the Carl Lentz thing. So I, I was wa- uh, watching a couple of YouTube videos. He baptized Justin Bieber. I don't know if I yeah. mentioned that. A um, couple of videos and some people talking about how, you know, because of his, his uh, theology, that, that his theology is, is wrong and his acceptance of uh, certain things um, that, that they can, they're like, Oh, I could, I, and we saw this coming. He, you know, he, his theology is this and he accepted all these other things that are sinful. So it was, you know, it was inevitable that this would happen. So even though I disagree with some of uh, Lentz's uh, theology and his social conclusions, uh, I don't, I don't think that's the right uh, frame of reference to have, uh, for someone who falls into one of these moral um, failures, failures, uh, because it happens across denominational, doesn't matter what your theology is, people of every denomination uh, fall in, fall into this or run headlong into this, so to speak. No, his damning statement is my my marriage isn't wasn't perfect. Right, right. I'm just, I'm just saying more of a, a broad, yeah. a broad. No. Um, that's more important uh, than his theology statement with regards right. to this. Like, that's just stupid. Sorry. Yeah. No one has a perfect marriage. Yeah, like he felt either like yeah. So you, you feel either damaged by your wife, well, or yeah. you feel um, that there's something missing. Who uh, cares? Somehow like, you're not satisfied. Whatever, like, whatever what the reason is want? that has yeah. has prevented you from achieving perfection now opens the door to doing this like right. yeah that's just it's it's stupid logic he knows better now, and if he, he were just to wasn't choose, a good foreman if he were yes <laughs> if we he were clearly his now by the way i just got on it brought to you by <laughs> i did just get a uh, a notification from the inquire unconfirmed reports sources close to the matter say that um he may have named his unit the good news and he was that's mm, him spreading agreed. the good news <laughs> um, that was a lot of work for, for a terrible, I can't, I, terrible joke scott does not agree I, with that well, that's why we just keep the energy going yeah. this joke has been uh, not been endorsed by bros bibles beers at large yeah. his name is zach oh you're pulling a zach you're pulling a zach you can reach him directly at 949 <laughs> <laughs> Well, our our grade at five five five, <laughs> bros. Anchor fm slash bbb pod. Leave him a, a voicemail. That would be great. Mm. All right, so okay. we'll edit that out, right? Yeah, totally. Where were we? And we, and we have some fans that have some pretty strong views, and they're not afraid to just run their mouth. And we've met them in person. And guess who's going to play it live? Here, uh, we'll do it. Yeah, we won't so even listen I'm to it first. Speaking of particular people that go to a particular congregation that might may or may not have gone on a particular uh journey in laguna beach uh dude or dude or chick or whatever you identify person just leave messages man individual yeah i will say though about real quick i think we were probably going to be landing this thing in a minute um i believe the gear is down yeah but the there were some comments in a different article I read where they were sources were being critical of Lentz. He's a, the hipster pastor and he was kind of salesman-y. And uh, I don't know enough about him. I, 
by appearances, it does look super trendy and like it's like out there, but it's in a part of the city where if people are going to hear about Jesus, that might be how it looks. And maybe it's not perfect, but you you set up a small town Southern Baptist church in New York City and try to preach the gospel, that is going nowhere fast. So this this idea of like church has got to look a certain way. Dude, are you implying that he's playing 4D chess? He might be. That he did this to be able to bring in sinners? No, I'm saying God is in charge and he's working all things to hey, his glory according to his That's word. another way of saying 4D chest. Yes. People, chest, chest, chest. Chest. Wow. Four, <laughs> wow. That's like an, uh, I total combined, recall. I think that's 4D. We need to, <laughs> we need to isolate that uh, and have right. Andy 4D. Yes. Are you playing 4D chest? Are you playing 4D chest? <laughs> uh, speaking of 4D chest, dudes... What have you been consuming this week? Well, the chest, Not the chest board would have to be a chest for it to be 4D. I would prefer anyway. to be addressed as bros, but we can talk about consumption. Bros. Scott, Scott, up top. I, I started reading a book by, I think it's G.K. Beale on um, the, old, the New Testament use of the Old Testament. He has a podcast called Bros, Bibles, and Beals, I think. I think so. Yeah. 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 Also a, a dog podcast called Beals and uh, wieners. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What are you talking I about? I got pee so bad. Uh, you almost made me go. That was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, uh, it's pretty good so far. I'm only at half, halfway through chapter one, but it's essentially talking about how the New Testament, when they quote the uh, Old Testament and the controversies that... Um, uh, some people see with those where uh, maybe on the surface it seems like they're quoting a, the Old Testament out of context, um, uh, but there might be more to it than than what there's more Western, than uh, yeah. When you when we're right. looking at it through our cultural lens, it can seem atrocious, right? It's the Transformers. We, thing. we don't we don't see the underlying more idioms the and eye. background uh, necessarily. Yeah. Um, like maybe it explores that. Yeah. An eye for an eye sounds terrible, but if you're in a culture where you take somebody's eye and then he's prone to take two, an eye for an eye would be a, a good got... step in the right direction. Right, right. I would like to thank Jeff uh, for bringing an eye for an IPA. Ooh. Ooh. Tonight, Jeff, That's tonight's bring in episode beer. name, Eye for an IPA. This I is like very similar to Amalgamator. It's it is, but it's not. Right, quite, it's just that's got the little mean. citrus. Right, when we were talking before, did we I, mention them by name? They go Beachwood Citraholic. Beachwood, yeah, Beachwood Citraholic. We did now. We said Beachwood. We didn't say Citraholic. It, it is interchangeable, and I will go on a kick where Amalgamator is. Yep. the top yep. filling, and then a Citraholic takes over, and I'm feeling it. Oh, hold on, hold on. Actually, that was. That, I didn't hate that timing. <laughs> no, I know. It started kicking in. We had the, uh, by accident. That was my bad. That was an editing snafu. I think God ordained that. But the, uh, but yeah. <laughs> what are you consuming this week, Jeff, besides this delicious beer? Well, I, I don't know. Scott earlier, yeah, Scott earlier said later on, and he was talking about earlier. He said later on sec sexual things. And How drunk are you? Wait, what are you um, talking about? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, well, I was going to say something I, later on. Oh, I thought it was something you were consuming. All right, moving on. Um, oh, porn. <laughs> <laughs> <Good grief. laughs> 
You know, hey, we've done episodes on I porn. I didn't know if we needed to Let's go around know, the room. Have some healing and prayer. It's interesting. We should save that for another episode. We should shave, shave it, it for another episode. Dude, gosh dang it. He shaved us. Uh, I love that. What is that? In one of the, the Whoville, like the the girl has a little speech impediment where she, her ashes so are like this. He shaved us. <laughs> I, I was going to say something at later on, but I beef. totally forgot what, I, what it was. So oh, Sean Connery's dead. <laughs> you tried a shitty beef? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, well, you guys, sh- you're you in review. Shitty chicken. I hate you, Mongolians. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jeffrey, uh, what are you consuming this week? Can you, Don't say your family. N- no. <laughs> <laughs> Daughter party of five. <laughs> <laughs> Could, man, that's was like it five? Well, well, time Andy, could you tell me, like, I, I don't know, what would I answer? Like, I don't know, what would be a typical answer of what I'm consuming? I, I don't know, a stupid TV Netflix show? Shows? Well, we, we know we're not, you're not going to read. Uh, <laughs> it's either... Definitely not the Bible. <laughs> conveyor belts or relationships. So... <laughs> uh, I am... That's great. Consuming nothing. All right. Well, I don't have anything exciting except that 30 Rock is recently back on Amazon.com, Amazon Prime. And so that has taken the place of The Office slash Arrested Development slash Scrubs. Scrubs is back on too, Amazon Ooh, Prime. That was a good one. Uh, these are all in the rotation. Never of, seen it. I make Lisa watch something dark and disturbing, and then we watch a couple episodes before we go to bed. A of palate something. cleanser? Yeah, palate cleanser. Mm, that's good. 30 Rock is great. Yeah. I've never have, seen that one either. 30 Rock? Oh, Jack Donaghy might awesome. be your favorite TV character of all time. Yes. You would, I, Never going to watch it. You would really identify I'll with I'll send him. you the episode of called Reaganine, and it's fantastic. Okay. the uh, What I'm consuming is this week, um, I know we're hearing something in our earphones, but we're it won't come to. through in the actual recording, okay. I promise. So this week, I am starting a new thing where... At least once a week, if not more, I'm trying to consume a new guitar lesson on YouTube. Nice. I'm trying I to learn. Totally do that. I'm trying to learn something new on guitar. So for the listener, if you don't know, I've I've played guitar for 25 years, and so uh, right now I've, I'm looking at an award, 2014. <laughs> oh yeah, best indie band OC Music Awards, the Devious Means. They're on Spotify. We are on Spotify. Go listen. Give Andy uh, six one thousandths of a penny or something <laughs> with your stream. Do me a favor. Put that album on repeat and go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn new things that are outside. Of I'll say it for you, though. You are. Andy is good at guitar. I'll say it. Andy is very good at guitar. It's very kind. And uh, and this is the, this is what we need. We need. What's the self-help guy that walks on coals? You know this guy. You know the thing. Yeah, the big guy. Tony, oh, Tony Robbins. Tony yeah. Robbins. That guy, his documentary, which is like a com- commercial for him, but, but it's good. he's good at life in general. Let's just say that. Yeah. And he's doing singing lessons in his house, and he is so shitty at singing. Like, he is not... He's never going to be a singer, but it's something he knows he's not good at. No, I'm... I'm not saying you're not good at guitar, <laughs> but it's somebody that, that he's good at things and he's like looking for ways. Let me, let me see how I can tweak that and go further. It's good just finding areas that you've plateaued in. I know that I've plateaued. I know that I take the same three tricks and I recycle them. By the time I get to the third trick, you've forgotten about the first one and I'll roll I it back around. I blame Bethel worship. Yes. I, I feel like that's the same. And delay pedals. 
anyway, that's what I'm consuming this well, week. Well, I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna piggyback on that, and uh, that's been something I've been thinking about too. As also somebody who dabbles in uh, six stringery, uh, I definitely have my uh, patterns I fall into when I sit down to play. So learning other people's techniques or learning different songs like intentionally is something that can snap you out of that. And Paul Davids is the person on YouTube. Paul, Paul Davids. Davids. Yeah, I, he's I great. So I really like that. I started playing guitar not quite 20 years ago, but Zach, Zach was in a band, um, Hanotic. Uh, also an indie band, no awards. <laughs> and, and so the, all, all those bands are indie hanging bands. out with those guys yeah. playing guitar. So I started playing and, I've been playing at church, playing worship at church for uh, a few years, but I'm like, I've plateaued, but I'm way low on the uh, uh, scale of, you know, beginner, mediocre, whatever. I'm like, I'm still in the first, you know, three or four frets. But I love that, that you are. But do you, you like it? You recognize your weakness in that in that and that's not a dig just being being yeah. honest you you don't feel strong in this yeah and yet you are playing and serving the community by playing in a church for your local community yeah and i think that's uh big ups to you yeah and i play leads and and stuff but i'm like one string one string leads i think it sounds good but it's like man i kind of want to i kind of want to very often the guys that can up. play everything play way too much that's, yeah that's true you know, Zach, I'd like to point out that many, many episodes ago, you said, uh, what are we consuming was uh, just, you know, hey, you just say what we're consuming. It's not a conversation. I know, we and just you made it a conversation. I'm it. sorry. Okay. I'm rebuked. <sighs> Forgive me. Can I update the poll and then we'll get out of here? That sounds good. Final update. You have to pick one. God is in charge. God is in control or God can't do either. God is in control. 42%. God can't do either. 33% and God is in charge, 25%. A late push on God, God is in, in charge. charge is coming back. He's well, totally making, charge. A, making a late push. We will, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, do a final, we'll do a final update. It's going for another 24 hours. I, so I'm we'll guessing that when everyone goes to sleep, yep. the oh. number is just going to skyrocket. Definitely.